Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. I'm not usually a hat fan, but wow. Maybe like the and I'm really sipping on that dumb bitch juice today. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I am. But you know what? Someday I just might grow out of that. But you, you will never stop being a jerk. All chocolate cakes are good. You're a fascist. It's hideous. It's horrible. It's home. Angry white boy, let's go! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The podcast that says it's in L.A., but is actually definitely not. That's Chad Eckowitz. <laughs> and that's Simone LaRue. Goodness, you're, you're revealing all of our secrets, Simone. How, how could you? How could you possibly do that? Guys, it might as well be time for us to come out of the closet about it now. We're not in LA. Oh, I mean, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry to reveal it to everyone. As yeah. you, you know, you could probably, yeah. m- some of the, you, you keen-eyed listeners could probably maybe tell from the backgrounds if you watch the YouTube videos. <laughs> from our accents. You know, the fact that we say the weather in the specific countries we're in. But you know what? You know what? I think, yeah, it's been a good ruse. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah. for, for joining us on this, on this tale yes. of LA. This cleverly constructed facsimile of LA. <laughs> I must say, I mean, I think this is the, well, it's not the second week in a row, but it's in, in the last month, it's the second time that we visited our university through the movies that we've done. Oh, and honestly, what a pleasure. Th- our university is freaking gorgeous. I'm really proud oh my of God. where we went. Yes. It looks so posh when they put it in movies. Mm. And then there we were looking like trash. Exactly. We were proper garbage gremlins when we were there. You know, hoodies, <laughs> greasy hair. You know, I got very fat in I did not year. look cute in university. I think I only figured out how to dress once I got out of university. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even Maybe then, like it's the last minute. Oh, don't say that. I mean, gosh, if uh, if any of our YouTube, you, you know, if any of you were watching on the YouTube, you should see Simone. Her hair is so You luscious. guys see my shoulders up. <laughs> <laughs> You could be wearing, like, the most spectacular, like, tartan um, kilt. Yeah. Who knows? You might not even, you, you who's know. Who's to say? Who's, who's to say? Um, and speaking of, you know, wonderful dresses and posh-looking schools, what movies are we doing this week, Simone? Guys, you know what movies we're doing this week? We're doing all the Kissing Booth movies. It had to happen eventually, mm-hmm. and here we are. And here we are, on the other side of having watched three Kissing Booth movies in, uh, in a week, which I don't know yeah. is... A healthy thing. What, do you think that Surgeon Generals would uh, would ever appro- approve of something would like recommend. this? Would recommend? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it depends on how you're absorbing these movies. Okay. If you're absorbing them as an educational experience <laughs> in relationships, then definitely no. God, no. No, no, no. If you're absorbing them as maybe a beautiful tour of Cape Town's coastline scenery, <laughs> yes. I like that. So it's actually a travel, it's a travel story. Uh, it's a travel a... guide. Oh, if lovely. you want to pretend you're in LA on Instagram, but you're actually, uh, you don't have the budget, Cape Town's where to go. Cape Town's there. Cape Town's there, you guys. Pretend you go to a very fancy private school, head up to Smuts, <laughs> you're gold. Head up to Smuts. Um, fun fact, my sister was actually an extra in the first Kissing Booth movie. Really? That's awesome. She's yeah. in some good extra yeah. stuff. I, I don't think she actually has her own frame in this movie, unlike the Cheer Smacked movie that mm-hmm. we watched before, but she was in the beach scene in the first oh, movie. okay. Lovely. That's really nice. Yeah, and I, it wasn't, you know, she's not big enough to come on this podcast as being a, a not in-frame in 
uh, extra <laughs> in that. So, so yeah, she can, you, you know, she needs to I do better. I saw this TikTok. I saw uh-huh. this TikTok of this guy who's talking about he's a background actor. Um, and he said, no, we're basically like furniture, except furniture doesn't have dreams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really sad, but also super true. Yeah. Oh, mm. damn. Damn. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, oh. so my sister's an extra. She got really up close to Joey King. Oh, wow. And said she was tiny and very nice, so. Oh, that's really nice. I can imagine that she would be both very tiny and very nice. I think she's very small. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, these movies, it's it's spectacular. I really feel sorry for, um, what's his name, Noah, who is played by oh. uh, uh, J- Jacob Elordi, because he's a very mm. tall man. He's or a even tall if, boy, and then even he was if he's made to tall. date a very small girl. Yeah, the, the back problems that he must have got from these three movies, man, oh from God. reaching down and kissing her all the time. Good Lord. I mean, in, like, all the kissing scenes, they're, like, on a couch. Or, like, yes. I think in the first kiss scene where they kiss, they, like, both kneel down just to, like, <laughs> make it easier on his neck. <laughs> Which brings me to my public service announcement. Short girls, stop stealing all the tall guys. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very, very good point. Us yeah. tall girls are out here just wanting to wear heels. <laughs> just stay in your lane, guys. Just, it's not that hard. Yeah, stay like, in your lane. <laughs> date short guys like me. Like, this is how it works. <laughs> You're not even that short. You're, like, my height. I'm average height. For a guy, I'm average height. I wouldn't call myself tall, mm. you know. But, like, frame of reference. But, yes, I completely agree with you. Yeah, stop doing that. Stop doing that. We understand short that you're girls. pocket size. You're adorable. But, come on. You're so cute. Stop it. Here's us gangly tall girls. <laughs> Intimidating men. <laughs> I do love your PSA. Is it's It's the least selfish PSA or the most selfless PSA because you are happily happily in a relationship but it's just for all your your you, you know fellow gangly girls all my girls. fellow tall girls yeah 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 that's really selfless of you that's wonderful thank you, know, you. completely so. completely contradictory to everything that we've learned from these movies which yes. i mean <laughs> is to just be as selfish as you possibly can you guys and guys. cry when you don't get your way or you exactly. face the consequences of your own actions. Damn straight. Well, look. I've seen Joey King crying in so <laughs> many different situations in these movies. And no one calls her out on her bullshit. It drives me nuts. <laughs> not a single person. But but she's no. not the she's not the, the most selfish one, and we'll get into it. But before we do get into it, tell us, what are you drinking? I'm having a nice Chardonnay. It's not a Ooh. good one. To be honest. Oh, okay, fair. But it is heavily iced, so that's the same thing. I did, full disclosure, <laughs> day drink before this, so I'm in a great oh, mood. Yeah, you've got a happy buzz and, on, yeah. and you're just carrying that through, which is lovely. And you've got a big old glass of water there, which which should help. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't going to be the New Year's episode all over again. Mm-mm. That was fun. I don't remember half of that. I'm very raucous. excited to see what happens this year. Very, very mm-hmm. exciting. Um. Yes, I am drinking, and I'm so happy about this. So I'm just drinking a, a nice whiskey, a, a nice honey Jack, Lovely. Jack Daniels whiskey. But with the oh, move, that's a favorite of yours. I know it's so good, smoky honey. It's so mm, tasty, so tasty. But because I've moved out and I've been able to like unpack all of my shit, I've I got out of storage my glass that I got from the uh, Isle of Arran up in Scotland, and there's a whiskey oh. distillery there, and I bought this delightful looking glass. It's a proper whiskey glass. So oh. I'm being all fancy. With my fancy Look whiskey at him. glass. Mm. Notes of smoky whispers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like whiskey. <laughs> I can almost see the plains of Tennessee out before me. All the bison. 
All the bees that made the honey. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I taste it. So we decided we decided that you are going to do number one and two, mm. and then I shall do I shall finish us up with number three. Yeah. Um, which I'm actually very excited for because oh boy, do I have some feelings about number three. I have a lot of feelings about one and two as well. So yes, yes. Too many um, I think in the interest of time, what I might do is just blend one and two yeah, together. I think that's fair. Because they're a little ridiculous. Yeah, honestly, and you can't really we separate good? them. Yeah, do it. No. Do it. Okay. Elle Evans, played by Joey King, is your average dorky teenage girl who's going to school in L.A. She has her absolute best friend in the entire world, Lee Flynn, played by Joel Courtney. The two of them are basically inseparable. They were born on the same day at the same time. Their moms were best friends, so they, like, basically grew up together. They're basically siblings. Um... And as they grew up as best friends, they made a whole list of rules, like best friend <laughs> rules that the others should follow. And most of them are fairly innocuous, like mm-hmm. always be there for your best friend, always celebrate their wins. But there's also some very specific stuff, like you can't date your best friend's relatives and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This becomes a problem because uh, Lee's brother, Noah Flynn, <laughs> is a stone cold hottie. <laughs> it is their junior year in high school. And... Uh, Elle is uh, trying to get out there, trying to get into dating, and she's just not having any luck. No. Uh, She shows up to school in a very inappropriately short skirt on the first day. Not her fault. It's just the only skirt she had available. A guy touches her butt, and Noah beats the shit out of him, (laughs) and she's like, whoa, what's this about? The dude who touches her butt asks her on a date, and she's like, yeah. And then the dude stands her up, and she's like, why did that happen? And he's like, no. (laughs) Noah threatens to beat the shit out of anyone who tries to go on a date with you. And she's very angry, so she does a lot of very overdramatic stuff to, like, I guess get back at him or show Mm. him that she's, like, her own person or whatever. Yeah. Um, At the same time, she, as one of the heads of the school dance club, is running a a kissing booth. Yeah. Yes, it was the dance club. Uh, she's running a kissing booth for the school carnival, and she's desperately trying to get, like, any of the hot people in school on board. Um, it doesn't super happen, but she promises it'll happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, she shows up to the kissing booth. She realizes no one else is going to, like, do it, so she volunteers for this kissing booth. This is obviously pre-COVID, guys. <laughs> And who kisses her but Noah, who she's had a crush on, but kept at a distance. And now they can't they can't deny their lust for each other anymore. Oh, so so they lust. begin secretly dating uh, so that they won't upset Lee. The reason she thinks it'll really upset Lee, besides their, like, best friend rules, is that Lee's felt like he's always in the shadow of his very cool, very smart older brother. So, yeah, they carry on in secret for a while, but obviously... Lee finds out eventually, um, and it's a big fight, and she's like, okay, Noah, like, we can't be together, especially because he's going off to Harvard in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's like, no, we need to break up. And then she realizes she's very sad, and she tells Lee, oh, my God, I'm very sad. And then he's like, (laughs) okay, you can date my brother, I guess, which is so kind of him. Um, And then the first movie ends with – Lee giving his blessing for her and Noah to be together. They kiss. Noah goes off to Harvard, but they're, like, committed to a long-distance relationship. That gets us to the second kissing booth. (laughs) You can do it. You're doing so well. I know this is, like, the halfway point of the marathon, but you're doing so good. You're doing so good. Okay. 
It's the kissing booth part two. There are several different things happening at once. First of all, <laughs> Elle is trying to maintain a long-distance relationship with Noah. Um, it's kind of tricky, but mainly because he's got a super beautiful, sophisticated, talented friend named Chloe, who she's very jealous of. She also finds mm. an earring under his bed while she's visiting him, and she's like, oh, he's definitely cheating on me. Um, but he, Noah's like, definitely not. And she's like, okay, I believe you, but she doesn't. <laughs> And then at the same time, Lee has a girlfriend. Uh, I will find her name. Lee has a girlfriend, Rachel, played by Megan Young. Um, she She's, like, really keen on Lee, but she's also like, listen, you spend way too much time with Elle. Like, can you just talk to her about, like, giving us some space? And he's like, totally. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, Elle is, like, figuring out, because she, she and Lee promised to go to UC Berkeley together. But Noah's like, hey, what if you came to Boston and lived with me? And she's like, oh, that's also a great idea. So she's applying to universities at both places. And then she realizes that university costs money, actually. What? What? I know. Crazy. Who knew? I mean... Um, so she, to raise money to help pay for, towards her college fund, enters a DDR competition or dance dance. I, I call it dance dance revolution. I don't know if that's very millennial of me. I would have called um, it dance dance revolution. I mean, that's, yeah, that's so gonna be it, right? she's training up, Lee finds an excuse to not do it with her, so she has to do it with the hot new guy in school, Oof. Marco Pena, played by Taylor Zakar Perez, who is very hot very and hot. very in love with her. <laughs> Uh, the two of them keep, like, they're practicing, practicing, and sort of a friendship blossoms there, all while she's experiencing, like, trust issues with Noah, um, and it all kind of comes to a head when, uh, Lee still hasn't told his girlfriend, Rachel, that he didn't tell, he didn't give any speech at all to Elle about her leaving them alone, so Rachel's like, why the fuck are you still, like... (laughs) C-blocking us all the time. And I was like, what do you mean? Um, and then at the same time, she's very upset with Noah. Uh, so obviously she kisses Marco in front of everybody. Noah sees, Lee sees. He's not so mad about his brother as he is about... Uh, what's he mad about again? Something. He, he's basically like, I think he's mad like that... Oh, he's mad that she was applying to colleges in Boston. And yes, she tell yes, him yes, because yes. Obviously, they promised each other when they were six years old to go to the same university. Um, yeah. And yeah, Elle is very sad, um, but everything resolves pretty quickly. Obviously, Noah isn't cheating on her. He's like head over heels for her. Chloe's just a very good friend of mm-hmm. his. Uh, she's like, oh, I got onto the waiting list for both universities, so who's to say? Um, but it turns out she's not on the waiting list. She got into both. And that leads us into part three, which we're not going to talk about yet. No. Um, oh, and like she, because just cause she kisses Marco, but like her and Noah kind of make up and Marco is sad. Yeah. 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 Oh, and she uh, wins the competition. So college is covered. She's fine. She's good. Yeah. Um, that, that competition smashed hard. Like that dance, dance revolution was. $60,000. I mean, Harvard. <laughs> That's that's exactly how much Harvard costs. Sixty thousand dollars. It's it's Which, surprisingly uh, affordable. It's a really surprisingly affordable, affordable class. I can't. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's Kissing Booth Part One and Part Two. Yes, and then we'll lead up to three in a second. But before that, tell us what is. You can you can choose. I'll, I'll I'll allow an election here. If you want to do two clip hangers, one from either movie, or if you just want to do one no. clip hanger, it's completely. I up just want to wanna you. do one clip hanger from the first one. Why did you do that? Lee was in trouble. 
any excuse for a fight, right? I don't start fights, okay? I only finish them. <laughs> and besides, no one should treat a girl like that. I mean, especially if that girl's yo. Me? Yeah, it's like those guys were trying to get in my little sister's pants, which is super gross. Never great to hear your childhood crush say it's super gross in your pants. You, know, you have zero experience with guys. You've never even had a boyfriend. Whatever. Wearing a skirt like that is asking for it. Oh, seriously? You want to go down that road? Nah. I kind of just played the whole sexist conversation out in my head, and it always ended with me sounding like a dick. And it's just yes. all such painful dialogue. It's spectacular. It really, you know, I think we give the, the after series a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's a fan fiction, and it feels like a fan fiction. Oh, um, yeah. And it's very silly. But at least it knows what it is. Like, at least yes. it knows it's quite silly. Whereas yes. these movies actually take themselves quite very seriously, seriously when... Yep. They're quite cringe and quite silly. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like, there is no sort of whimsy, really. I mean, they they try mm -hmm. to inject an awful lot of whimsy into it, and it's like, oh, we're so best friends, and like, look at how witty repartee, we're so and we're quirky, and this is all fun. And uh, to be fair, with uh, what's her name, Joey, um, Joey, Joey King. King. She just, she, look, she is a very whimsical human being. And so, like, having her as the main, like, yeah. automatically sort of allows you to have a lot of fun with it and to just, like, yeah, go a bit nuts with sure. it. Um, but, yeah, like, it was all very manufactured. You could you could really tell that it was manufactured. Um, and, and just somehow to break out, to bang out three of these is is damn impressive really it speaks to yeah. how much surplus and and ridiculous money hollywood has that they can just be like yeah fuck it let's just burn money also i feel like they keep you know the the title of the movie is kith kissing booth so they have mm -hmm. to keep bringing it back to the kissing booth and they really the force that because she's like at the at the end of the first movie she's like and it all happened because of the kissing booth. <laughs> and it's like, but not really. Like, your no. crush on Noah was pretty ongoing. And, like, yes. this weird, weird codependent friendship with Lee, yes. whatever, it was always going to be a problem. Yes. I mean, the kissing booth was just the one culminating event, but it would have happened eventually. Like, this didn't exactly. just happen because of a kissing booth. No, no. And again, they shoehorn it straight into number two as well. It's oh. sort of like, you really didn't need it whatsoever in number two. And they were just like oh oh we need to do the charity thing again oh how did we possibly forget the thing that we did so flipping well at last year okay yeah. kissing booth. and the whole school is so horny so we'll just oh do kissing booth. <laughs> what do you okay. how do you feel about kissing booths like what is your opinion on kissing booths? they're disgusting yeah they're so you. disgusting they're teenagers they're minors mm -hmm. and they just have to kiss whoever like pays money that's disgusting yes. it's it's a really really sort of open world into sort of uh, you know sex work and that kind of thing and you know exchanging <laughs> exchanging money for sexual favors and things like that it's plus like 
I mean, look, we're all got very different values now in a post-COVID world. Yeah. And I think, I think you know, COVID was the death of the kissing booth industry forever, I hope hopefully. So. I hope so. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just from like a logical point of view, that is very unsanitary. You, you can literally see the guy standing in front of you and the guys behind you all in the line oh, to kiss this one person. The cold sores alone. Grim. Grim, the the breath, the, <laughs> it's, grim. the it's it's it really it upsets my soul. <laughs> yes, I'm glad that you weren't like I like kissing boots. I like the idea. Little no kissing boots. Gr- no, it's gross. disgusting. It's a gross premise. <laughs> yes, it is more gross than ball pits, and ball pits notoriously yeah. have like needles at the bottom of them. Like I Ew, would rather. <laughs> I promise you, when you if you are on duty at a kissing booth, it's not your best friend's hot older brother that's the not one making out with you. <laughs> No, it's never that way. It wouldn't. Mm. No. I think what's worse about this fucking kissing booth that they do is it's blindfolded. That's so yes! fucked up. Like, I mean, you know, there are there are literal laws against that. Like that is a form of sexual it's so assault. Gross. Like yeah, it's, it's really it's like gross. a lack of consent. Okay. Anyway. But moving on from that, because actually <laughs> the kissing booth is actually a very small part of the plot, no matter yes. how much they try to say it's like quite crucial. Yes. Where would you like to start here? I think we need to start on exactly what these movies are based on, which is the relationships between the three people, between Noah, uh, Noah, Lee, and um, L. In the fact that toxic, like a like Chernobyl level toxic. <laughs> so these are all incredibly wealthy, privileged people <laughs> who. Even Elle, like, they're like, oh, Elle has to work a part-time mm-hmm. job over the summer to pay for a Harvard, and <laughs> you're supposed to feel bad for her. Yeah, we're like, oh, she's super poor. Like, look at her house. It's Yeah, nothing. she's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she's poor, because she can only she's afford so one poor. Porsche. Her dad could only buy her one small car. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's all these like incredibly privileged kids yes. with their very rich kid problems like the yeah. fact that in the second movie she's like oh i have to choose between uc berkeley and yes. harvard oh my god it's like these are not problems could you imagine and the, the whole central conflict in the first mm-hmm. movie is that and that's a continuous theme through these movies is that Lee and Noah hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They really do their not talk. Their relationship is never resolved. <laughs> no, no. There is no good conclusion with their relationship. They are just so horrible to each other. no one ever other. treats it like a problem. No one's like, yeah. hey, you should maybe work things out because you clearly resent your brother for being hotter than you. Yeah. Everyone just kind of takes it. They're like, oh, that's what Noah's like. Oh, that's what uh, Lee's like. Boys will be boys. <laughs> just, no. <laughs> They like it's not even like a cute like sort of brotherly hate like they genuinely cannot stand each other. They They hate each other. It's awkward. It's really awkward. (laughs) And then so yeah, apparently they made these best friend rules when they were six. These very oddly specific, specific. like a lawyer's wet dream level of specificity (laughs) at six years old. And one of the rules is 
says, oh, you can't date the relative of one of your of your bestie. And it's like, mm -hmm. wow, how did you come up with that rule? Because obviously, Lee, you couldn't date any of Elle's relatives because she doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so very specific. very specifically yeah. geared towards your brother who you <laughs> resent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so weird. Like, it's it's very controlling of these rules. Like, yeah, it's really cute. Lee like, is the villain of this whole oh, series. I'm going to oh put my it God. up at the top. Lee is the it, Lee is the worst human being on the planet. I mean, I, I, I want to speak about it for number three, but, like, we'll just mention it now. Like, when he finds out that Elle is going to Harvard, straight off the bat, he just freaks the fuck out. Like, he's he is... such a baby. He is unacceptably angry at Elle for going to Harvard. Like... When he finds out that she's just applying to other schools mm, as mm, backups to yes. UC Berkeley. Yes. He's fucking furious with her. Yeah, he is a bad friend. Like he is. I do want to talk about what a bad boyfriend he is to Rachel in the second movie. Can we? Yes. Just... Oh my god. Okay. So yes. So, like. Please. Yes. No. Absolutely. So so like instead of just being like completely honest with her and just being like right okay Elle's going through a bad time but yes I will speak to her because yes this is our relationship and yes friendships are very important but when we have this like toxic level of not being able to be apart from each other that is very problematic and it's especially like really problematic because in the first one um he's like oh I will always choose boobs over you which I mean is a throwaway joke but like you get kind of get the yeah. point like he 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 he's willing to do that and then in the second one he like completely flips to just show how sort of flippant he is and he does whatever is in his best interests so he's clearly just oh, like he's just bored out to have a girlfriend. good time yeah he's very bored of his girlfriend because you know she's not L and like quirky and does these quirky fun things with her so she wants to, he wants to keep her around and then fucking lie about it like what a diabolical asshole. And it's not even that, right? Because, like, they, I feel like his girlfriend is made out to be such a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But she's asking very reasonable Very little. Things. She's like, yeah. hey, maybe sometimes when we hang out, your best friend doesn't have to be there. Yes. And also, maybe when we make plans, you show up on time? Yeah. It's, it's and very reasonable. he doesn't do those basic things. Like, he dishes her for a date. He invites Elle to go to prom with the two of them. Yes. And he changes his Halloween costume to do a couple's costume that... with Elle instead of with her. And he doesn't <sighs> tell her. That was so embarrassing. And he's just like, I don't get why Rachel's so mad at me. I don't understand. <laughs> it like, was spectacular. And, and even Elle is like, why is Rachel so mad at you? And it's like. Guys, guys, you guys. Oh. Oh my gosh, you, you two She's are... She's asking the bare, the bare minimum of this mediocre man. <laughs> yes, and he cannot match, and she just gives him chance after chance. After which, chance. I mean, she is so nice to him. She's such a <laughs> like, saint. She, she is, is an such angel. a saint. <laughs> and like, I don't blame her, like, when, uh, in the second one, when they're just like, oh wait, no, it's the... It's the third one where, where they're like, oh, fuck, like, we should break up for college or whatever. Like, she should have just mm. been, like, straight out, we're breaking up because you suck. Like... You are not a reliable person. No, no, not even a little bit. So, oh, yeah, no, he is, he is gross. And then the he worst. attacks L for doing the same thing of, like, not being there for him. And, like, yeah. just, like, hanging out with her boyfriend all the time. Like, he is the most needy, codependent oh, oh little baby and he makes Outrageous. Elle cry all the time like look yes. Elle cries at the drop of a hat so yes. like <laughs> we'll get into that she's also not an angel um 
Like, yes. he just makes Elle cry for stuff where she's like, hey, I'm maybe prioritizing my boyfriend, who I love, who happens to be your brother, who you hate. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> what? Like, yeah. he's shocked outrageous. every time. And it's like, How they've could been you? dating for over a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. It's so disgusting. And I mean, okay, so so that's Lee. Let's now, let, let's move Lee. on to, let's move on to, to Noah, who is... <laughs> Noah is like... Fucking Edward from Twilight, but worse because he he's beats the shit out of people. Like he's, he's such a badly written character. He's just like, I want to protect you. I want to oh. stop other guys from touching you because you're an innocent little flower unless it's me and I want to be all over you. And they have sex like literally five <laughs> seconds after their first yes. kiss. <laughs> yes. It's horrendous. And like, yeah, I don't understand their relationship at all because, like, it, it very much reminded me of after and after we fell and after the after party yeah. and, you know, all of them. And it's just, like, this <laughs> violence. Like, there's just, like, huge levels of violence between them where they just literally are just conflict all the time unless they're making passionate love. It's, like, it, I literally spent, like, the whole this whole series mm. being, like, but do you like each other? Mm. Like, do Thank you, you actually like one another? <laughs> yes. Because all evidence points to the opposite. Yeah. It's like, he just thinks she's very hot, and he, yeah. she thinks he's very hot, and that's their relationship, and they keep, like, yeah. trying to make it work. And it's like, no, but what bro. do you have in common? Like, what no. do you talk about? <laughs> like, the happiest they were, like, from all relevant points, was, was when they were, like, sneaking around because it was hot. Yeah. Both of them just love the drama. They're all about the fucking drama and they don't want, like, when things are, like, normal and, like, happy, it's, like, ten minutes in the second one where they're, like, yeah, there's ten minutes in the second one where it's, like, oh, we're in a really good place right now. We're gonna need to fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's It's... spectacular. Yeah, it's the fact that, like, in the second one, so, like, half the problems that Elle causes herself in the second one is because she looks through Noah's phone. So obviously, you know, it's not all Noah, he's he's not a saint, but Jesus, you know, guys, this is a minor PSA for you. Don't go through your loved one's phones. Like, there is a certain basic level of trust. Uh, I, I also, uh, going through these movies, I think uh-huh. the death knell of any relationship is saying, let's just drop it. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Because when you say let's just drop it, what you're saying is, I understand you're still upset about this, and I don't want to resolve that. Yeah. So let's stop talking about it. Yeah. No, it's... And that's their whole relationship. Their whole relationship yeah. is literally a back and forth of, oh, let's just drop this. Let's just drop this. It's not a big deal. Like, their communication is so bad. It's so shocking. It's so shocking. But it's because they just want to fight all the time. It's the only passion that they have. Like, there is no... It's the worst. Like, constant there's no like level equilibrium with these two they have to be Mm -hmm. up or they have to be really far down there is just no calm middle horrible relationship oh my gosh it's horrendous like you are even in after right all the after movies yeah uh for all their flaws like there's incredible chemistry between the two of them the two of them have shared interests it's literature which is like shake it best but like they have shared interests (laughs) and they have like a lot of scenes where they're getting along really well actually yeah and you can see it right you're like okay they have chemistry but like there's some trust issues which like their relationship is not great um but like in these movies you're like wait so why are you trying to stay together so hard like yeah 
I don't understand why don't any like of them want to be friends. Like, none, none of them should be friends with each other. Like, it should just be like, Ooh. right, this is, if, if this is clearly the, like, the first thing that, the first time that thing's, like, popping off in your friendship over, like, since you were six. Like, yeah. fine, you want to try and keep making it work. But it's clearly, yeah. like, a year and a half of just non-stop, constant drama and working. aggression. And it's just not worth it. Just, just leave it behind, guys. Come on now. You know, and I, like, I keep thinking, I kept thinking when I was watching this, and I was just like, Jesus, I could not imagine if my life was this stressful. And then I remembered that these people are 18, and I was like, yes, these are very 18-year-old problems. Like, yeah, yeah they really this is, are. yeah, life or death kind of bullshit, you know, your best friends have become your enemies. It's like Game of Thrones on steroids, it's, and, it's yeah. It's so bad. And I remember, obviously, when I was 18 as well, like, you know, I, I know we're shitting on these movies a lot, but I remember when I was 18 as well, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you do too, like... You really struggle to articulate what you're feeling, and yes, also you're not definitely. really prepared to deal with conflict. Like you don't really understand how to set boundaries in relationships. You don't understand mm-hmm. how to explain why you're hurt in a relationship. You don't understand like yeah. how to get to a resolution together. Like I completely like I'm not saying that <laughs> 18 year old Simone <laughs> would have been much better. No, definitely <laughs> not. Dumb. Definitely not. Um, but it's also important to remember that these movies are aimed towards teenagers and it's not yeah. it's never framed as like oh these two aren't communicating effectively or these two aren't articulating their emotions correctly it's just framed yeah. as these two people are right and they're meant to be together and they're just trying to make it work and that's not that's not what trying to make it work looks like no. it's not an accurate representation and i think it's actually a very irresponsible piece of very media much so. Yes, I completely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't, guys, you shouldn't have to white knuckle through your problems. Like, there is nothing tying these people together. All of the scenes where, um, like, Ella's like, hey, I'm just really concerned about your friend, and he's like, mm-hmm. nothing is going on, and she's like, okay, I believe you, even though she clearly doesn't, and that's yeah. the end of the conversation, are so bad. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's not how it should go at all. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, we've discussed this before. And in a movie, you need conflict. That's what that's sort of how a movie works. Especially romance movies. Yeah. But honestly, when it's so much conflict and so much drama nonstop and it it leads to just really bad communication and issues that can be solved with good communication, it is it is really irresponsible. And it's not a case of like, oh, you know something that you can relate to when you're 18 and you're just like, yes, I have these problems as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's just really perpetuating stereotypes and making kids be like, oh, this is where my life should be. Like I should be on this level of ecstasy, ecstasy with who I want. But then when we fight, it's because we love each other so yeah. much and it just, it doesn't work. No, absolutely not. Um, ugh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. I wanted yeah. to ask how you felt about Marco. Oh, I... I mean, besides the fact that I'm in love with him. Oh, oh, really? He just, okay. He, okay, he does not reserve, deserve any of the shit that he gets in these movies. Like, he's treated no. as such a villain from uh, day yeah. one. But His he's only not. crimes are being hot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a crime. Being great at guitar. Yes. Being nice to Elle and helping her out with something that she says is important to her, this DDR competition. Yeah. She kisses him at the finals and he's like he very rightfully is like oh okay so she's broken up with her boyfriend and maybe things can work out now and then that clearly doesn't happen 
And he's like, he's like, cool, you know, like, I'm still in love with her, but I can, like, keep some distance. And she keeps, like, inviting him to stuff and asking him to stuff. And, like, this poor guy is like, of course. And then she, like... Uh, I mean, this is a bit of spoilers. In the third movie, she, like, you know, pours her heart out to him. Like, this is all mm-hmm. the stuff I'm dealing mm-hmm. with. My boyfriend isn't that supportive. Why she can't talk to her boyfriend about this stuff is a red flag in itself. Um, Huge. And then when he has the gall to be like, hey, I still have feelings for you, she's like, what? Wow, could you? How could you possibly? Goodness me, my possibly? pearls. Like, no, it's, it is ridiculous. This poor guy... She doesn't deserve him. He's just a no. sweet baby angel getting wrapped up in truly the most selfish group of people yes. in the world. He must have just been like, after this, he just must have been like, oh, you know what? Never white what people. Fuck? No more. <laughs> None of this. I don't need this kind of drama in my life. This is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel for him. Like, I like him. I, I think he was a bit smug yeah. in the first one. But like... I mean, but if you but looked like, like that, overall, what would you think? Like, you know, overall he was he was just delightful and like He's he, such he, a sweet guy. He just wanted to have fun. Like he was just like literally yeah. with the DDR competition, he was just like, let's just have fun, you guys. Like let, like yeah. why are we doing this so dramatic? Like, let's just have fun. Yeah, and that's the other thing. With the DDR competition, yes, I understand it's your future, you need money for college and stuff. But she's even so like Elle is so dramatic about that too. And it's like Get a part-time job. Get a real full-time job. Do something else. Take like, out a student loan. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> You know, there's no need to be <laughs> like, this dramatic so about options. everything. Especially because, yeah. okay, my understanding of DDR competitions is rudimentary at yeah. best. But I would imagine <laughs> that if you're, like, trying to do DDR professionally, yes, you just buy a machine that you can practice on instead okay. of spend, like, the amount of quarters that they must have spent, like, the amount of money Good they must Lord. have spent to practice at the arcade, probably just saving that would have like gone a long way a really long way <laughs> definitely definitely it was yeah look it's it's the old sort of like 90s way of like solving issues it's like oh we need twenty five thousand dollars to save the wreck home oh there's a yeah, fucking let's spend ten thousand dollars to trade yeah. um <laughs> yeah just like i just the absolute wild amount of privilege that l mm-hmm. has and is not aware of like at one point uh one of the characters who is uh in the closet he's gay uh mm-hmm. he's telling her like he has a crush on this other guy and he's like oh i don't know what to do <laughs> and from her point of wisdom she's uh-huh. like oh you know don't don't stop uh yourself from loving the person you love um just because of what others will think trust me i know and it's like okay l your stupid fucking best friend contract that you wrote with your dumbass best friend is not equivalent to coming no. out of the closet it's it's vile it's, it's really it vile. was an absolutely insane piece of dialogue it really was it really really was and like it was cute at the end when like they made out and everything it was really like yeah. sweet and everything and then it, he looks over at l and it's just like thank you so much and i was just like yeah i did this this was me <laughs> and it's like you did fucking nothing you were the worst human being on the planet these two lovely boys are just falling in love and you're just like claiming it for yourself you it's just like me nothing to do with it. <laughs> you used your own incredibly heterosexual relationship <laughs> as a reference for advice oh man oh l is just uh they're She's all they're the all worst. awful they're all awful my name is brian burton It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. 
since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Um, shall we talk about the third movie? Shall we get into it? Let's let's move into it because we 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 we're, we're way into time here. Like yeah, let's move let's move on. Let's go. Right. So, Kissing Booth 3 uh three. comes along and it's the summer we p- basically pick up right where we left off with number 2. So, you know, you've got Elle, she's trying to decide between going to Berkeley and going to Harvard because she's being accepted to both even though she's told everyone that what? Devastating, a difficult De- choice. Oh, for- so hard getting into Haven't two of the best colleges. Haven't you been there too just choosing between two incredibly well-known at universities? To be fair, to be fair, I mean, let's be honest, like it was no choice, you know. Even, even though I got into other places, like it was always going to be Cape Town. Like, it was it, always going to be UCT. It's always going to be UCT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry for our Stelly listeners out guys. there. Sorry. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Yikes. Yikes. So, so yeah. So she's got to make up this choice, even though she has told everyone that um, she, she's she been waitlisted for both colleges. Eventually, she decides to, you know, fuck it. Let's just go to Harvard. That's where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, I want to be with my boy. We're going to move in together and everything's going to be golden. Okay. At the same time, um, her uh, Lee's family, the Flynns, have decided to sell their beach house, which <gasps> everyone is fucking furious about. Furious, like absolutely fucking, just so angry about this that the, the, they're selling the beach house. The boys literally say, "Like, no, you're simply not selling it. You're not selling it." Yeah, yeah, I loved, I loved Elle, Elle, who's not even part of the fucking conversation. She's just like, if I have an opinion, I would say don't sell it. It's like, you don't. None of you do, actually, to be fair. But you least of all, Elle. So, <laughs> breathing. So, <laughs> so they're like, okay, um... They want to kind of, like, hang out more all together, especially because, like, Elle knows now that she's not going to Berkeley. She still hasn't told Lee yet, but she she kind of wants to, you know, try and spend as much time with him as possible before sort of, like, you know, things, you know, before he finds out and everything. At the same time, uh, Elle's father has to work sort of double, triple shifts because he has to now pay for Elle to go to uh, college. Harvard. So to, to Harvard, which understandable um and at the same time her dad now is starting to date someone new and this person used to know their mum as well so l because uh, her dad is having to do the second job has to look after her younger brother whose name is brad and who... also working part-time over the summer sorry l's also working part-time over the summer yes yes that too uh but yeah she has to look after her younger brother brad played by carson white um, so she's got like a million things to balance, um, you know, seeing Lee, seeing, um, Noah, looking after her bu- baby brother, her dad's now dating someone else. It's all very complicated. She also doesn't know what she wants to do when she goes to Harvard. It's all kind of a mess. Um, also at the same time, they've decided that, uh, Lee, Rachel, Noah, and herself will now move into the beach house to get it ready for the sale. So they're going to do all the painting and everything. Of course, being young students and whatever, they've decided now we're just gonna party 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 this the summer away mm. we're gonna make it mm. the best summer ever so as things go go on um it's kind of 
becomes more of a more of a disaster because you know Noah wants to do stuff, uh, but you know she's trying to service Lee's completely diabolical and all-consuming need to be around L all the time. L also makes promises that she knows she can't keep, but will do so anyway, such as going to help uh, Noah move into Berkeley, and uh, even though you know she definitely can't oh, do Lee that. Move into Berkeley. Sorry, so uh, help Lee move into Berkeley. Uh, you know, even though she's got you know her younger brother to look after. Um, but eventually it all culminates into a situation where she and Noah longer, uh, she and Noah no longer speak, she and Lee no longer speak, uh, she basically fucks off her, her, her dad's new partner by saying she's not gonna be one of the family ever, and, uh, yeah, that her dad's being really, really fucking selfish, and... At that point, her dad is the only one who calls her out on her bullshit and is like, um, excuse me, I'm working a job that I hate because you want to go to college, uh, and I also deserve happiness in my life, de doy. So, uh, yeah, things start to fall apart for, for our young Elle. Wah, we're really sad for her. Um, and essentially what kind of happens is they sort of resolve the issues. You know, she goes and speaks to Noah and they like decide, hmm, maybe it's not a good idea for us to be together, but you know. He breaks up with her. She does not decide that at all. I just want to be very <laughs> clear. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. To be fair, I was not like 100% involved in this one because I was just like, by this no. stage, I was just like, He's you know like, what, hey, people... we've been fighting a lot. This is not fun. Um, no. Let's break up. Yes. Uh, so they break up, but she she still decides to go to Harvard, doesn't she? Uh-uh. I think. No, no, she goes to USC. Sorry, yes. Well, I because Molly Ringwald, who's apparently Lee and Noah's mom. Yes. Molly Ringwald is like, hey, but what do you actually want to study? Yes, which is great, which is great. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I so, don't know. And Molly Ringwald's like, but maybe make a choice based on that yes. instead of pleasing the men in your life. Yes, which is like, that is probably the only good sort of message that we get out of these films by far. But yes, uh, so... That was the last half hour yes. of the movie. Yes, this movie. Wow. So, uh, yeah, she decides to go to USC to study game design, which is great. Uh, you know, her and... Very vague. Uh, her and Lee, like, hang out. Uh, like, they they make up and everything's fine with them. Um, and then, yeah, Marco is also in the movie. That's it. He admits Marco that he's there. in love with her. He, yeah. like, fights with Noah, but Noah's like, it's clear he's still in love with you. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And she cries. Um, oh, surprise, <laughs> surprise. That. She cries. Um, yeah, and then, um, basically, like, it's, it cuts to, like, a year later, two years later. Everyone's looking six really... Six years later. Oh, was it six years? You would not have yeah, been able to tell. Yeah, graduated and stuff. Oh, okay. So they're all home, and they see that the kissing booth is still a thing that's happening at the high school because it was such a great idea, and everyone's super happy about Horrifying. it. Horrible. In a post-COVID so, world, supposedly. Yes, yes. So um, they decide, like, they're like, oh, this is all lovely, and guess who's there as well? Is Noah. And so Noah and Elle, like, speak for a bit. They're, like, kind of, like, flirty and stuff. And then he goes to leave and it's a callback to the first movie because in the first movie while he's leaving to go to Harvard and leaves on the plane he doesn't look back and this time he does which indicates that things might be real uh, between them and the end and it's gonna be great <laughs> it's gonna be such a healthy relationship it's uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it can I say with this third movie mm. I've never yelled at my screen <laughs> so much <laughs> My eyes have never rolled as much as they have with this fucking movie. Good lord. Bunch of 18-year-old like, brats. They're the worst. 
So oh Lee, God. at the very beginning, like, you know, Elle's like, oh, I've been waitlisted for the two. And she never, basically not until the end of the movie does Lee find out that she actually chose Harvard over Berkeley. She mm-hmm. says, sorry, I got into Harvard. I'm still waitlisted at Berkeley, so I'm going to choose Harvard. Mm. And Lee is still fucking pissy with her. Yeah, Like, she legit didn't get in. As far as he knows, it was not her choice. As yeah. far as he knows, she simply, like, did her best didn't get and in. didn't get yeah. in. And he still acts like such a little bitch about it. Ah, uh, he's the worst. Like, like, he literally runs away from the table, like, dramatically runs off and to, to have, like, a little cry about it. And you're like, oh, get the fuck over yourself. Because, like, surely she should be mourning. Surely she should be yes. the one. You know, yes. in theory, like, this is all a lie, but, like, she didn't get into her dream university that her mother, her dead mother went to. Like, yes. surely she should be the one upset who's like, oh, my God, I did my best and it still yes. wasn't good enough. And he... <laughs> <laughs> He is the worst. (laughs) Oh, he is gross. Oh, I I can't stand him. I really can't. Like, you're supposed to be on his side, but I just... And he has no redeeming qualities. No, no. Even, like, so he does the whole thing, like, for his girlfriend to show, like, how into it is. Because basically, Rachel and him are going to two different universities as well. And so he does this huge fucking schedule, like, scheduling their lives down to a T so that they can see each other on, like, you know, holidays and weekends and whatever. And it's like, first of all, we all know, no matter how much we dream, university, you know, relationships and the transition from high school to university, they're not going to last. It's not going to be a thing. It's not. No. Especially if you're at two different schools. Good lord. Yeah. The the breeding pool opens up quite considerably, and yeah. He would have cheated on Rachel in about two seconds, and then felt very yes. sorry for himself. Yes, also run away crying, because how could she, the cheatee, do that to him, you know? Because it's, it's never his fucking fault. It's, he's never the problem. Nothing's his fucking fault. So Rachel breaks up with him, and he's like, oh, but I love you, and she's like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, but I really don't want to do long distance, so... Mm. Yeah, and also, where is the evidence that he loves her when he has been nothing but awful Rachel to is her? the only sane person in yes. this whole fucking <laughs> trilogy. Yes, Rachel is the hero of these movies because she's just like, she sees this drama and she's like, you know what, I'm a, I'm a duck out. I'm going to go home. I'm uh, I'm done. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for the dinner, Mrs. Molly Ringwald. This has been really fun, but I'm out. <laughs> and then, okay, Noah and Elle. Oh, yes. So they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> no. They don't. They simply no. don't. No. They don't like each other very much at all. And then every time... So, okay, in the previous movie, Elle kissed another guy. She accused yes. Noah of cheating. He was doing no such thing, but she still kissed another guy. And then yes. she still acts like him inviting his best friend from university, Chloe, to stuff is mm-hmm. the same as her inviting the guy she kissed to stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And they actually have a fight about it. Yes. You know, she's like, she's like, oh, I want to invite Marco to this thing. And Noah's like, I'm actually really not comfortable with that. And she's like, well, Fair that's enough. a double standard because you're inviting Chloe. And, and he's like, like no, it's but not. I never kissed Chloe. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and then, and then she gets all like huffy about it and yes. cries. Yes. And then it's... later they're at the bar and she's like, let's just drop it. Yeah, even though it's your fucking fault. And it's like, your fault. Yeah, like that is the biggest gaslight of the whole fucking movie. And there is like tons of gaslighting in this. It's unbelievable. Noah's actually a good guy in this movie, yes. actually. Yes, surprisingly. He doesn't even like, Marco Fullen swacks him in the face. Like it was a, it was a whack. And, no, yeah. and Noah's like, you know what? Oh, you're not worth this. I ain't going to do this. And he walks away. And I was like, yeah, 
Good on you. The Good only on you, time Noah. that I did not like Noah was when I, I hate when dudes do this. He's like, uh, Marco clearly has a crush on you, and everyone knows except you, and it's embarrassing. Like, yes, it's embarrassing. don't do that. I, That's really if it, ugh, if, it's gross. If Rudy said that to me, <laughs> it's over. That's grounds. That's grounds. I mean, I wouldn't break up with him because, like, you know, we've been together you for live a together. Really long time. <laughs> but I, I would be like, I want you to think about what you just said <laughs> to me, and we can regroup. Be very careful, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, if, yeah. Yeah. Um, which which just, is another they're thing. They're a horrible couple. They're, they're a horrible awful couple. And then every yeah. time, every time Elle fucks up. Mm-hmm. Noah's like, oh, I need to fight for her. And then he does some romantic gesture. And she just fucks off with Lee. Like, yeah. she does not give a shit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, it. Re- what really bugs me, right? Okay, more than anything with, with, with Noah's character, he's in Harvard, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure they've got shit to do over the summer. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. You go to Harvard. You're not, like, you, <laughs> you know. You go to Harvard. Your classmates are, like, Feeding communities in yeah. Ghana. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not, you know, I mean, yes, you're very rich. We understand it. And yes, you're Wait. very handsome and white. So you probably don't have to do that stuff and you'll be fine. Yeah. Daddy's law firm will get you to where you, you need to go. You the full tuition to go to Harvard. You're not yeah. on scholarship. Yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll be fine, I guess. But also, like, I'm sure he's got some reading to do. Like, I'm pretty sure he's got some form of work to do. And he's just like, nah, I'm a fucking beach house. This shit, fuck everyone. And, like, everything's gold for him. Like, fuck this guy. Fuck them all. They're all awful. They're I can't stand worst. a single one They're of them. They're all the worst. <laughs> my worst, the scene that I screamed at the most was when, you know, Noah sorts out this whole romantic evening with her at the restaurant yes. after Elle has a breakdown and, like, vents to Marco about it instead of yeah. to her boyfriend who's supposed to be, like, her support yes. system or her best friend who's supposedly supposed to be her support system. And yet we do not see him support her once in the no. whole trilogy no but then like you know <laughs> he he sets up some candles and plays time after time and they <laughs> and then he's like i'm gonna fight for you and she's like i'm gonna fight for you and i was like i was like don't. I was like but you don't like each other no it's very clear you don't you just find each other hot and clearly the sex must be good like otherwise what's the point yeah unbelievable no they should just you know what she's going to usc like they went to usc like i was glad when they broke up i was uh, yeah. very glad it was very was like, very actually good. this is the yeah. one redeeming factor yes. of this whole fucking trilogy and like the the post everything scene where like they're you know finish university and they come back to town fine do a do a do a revertigo bang just like fuck each other but don't date again guys you don't like each other just just fuck and then leave it's fine can we also talk You're about adults. how Let's just talk about this now. Okay. Elle is trying to choose between two very prestigious universities. Yes. Does she weigh up what the major (laughs) that she's interested in looks like at those two universities? No. Does she weigh up what careers jumping off from those universities look like? No. 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 When Molly Rinwald is like, hey, what do you want to study? She's like... Um, lots of people figure out what they want to study when they're at college. This is why you guys have so much college debt. Yes, yes, <laughs> In yes. South Africa, when you join university, you apply to a specific degree, and that's yes. the degree you fucking do. We yes, don't have absolutely. fucking electives. No, 
no, no, absolutely not. It's, 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 you know what? This is the problem. And this is why schools over there in the US have like these prestigious names and shit is because it's tied to the name of the school you go to, not to the it's degree that you're doing, it's which is nuts. Bullshit. I mean, yes, I get that at the beginning of this section, we said, you know, UCT or die, but the difference still is like, we did our, we went to US, UCT. Yes. Great. Best university in Africa. But we also knew that the course was going to be incredible, and we chose our courses specifically for that. It wasn't the other way around, and that is bonkers to be like, yes, Harvard, and then I'll do whatever. No. Bonkers. Nuts. Stop it. Stop it, you guys. So the worst part is, you know, Molly Ringwald's like, maybe you should choose a university based (laughs) off of what you're interested in doing. And I was like, what? Yes, this is a revelation Um, to her. It's fantastic. She tries to go for video game design. Christ. And it just so happens that one of the judges of the DDR Mm. competition that she won was a professor of, like, game design and other shit. Yeah. So she goes to talk to her, and she gets an interview. Again, this intense amount of privilege. Like, she's literally applying for this university at the USC at the last minute. Yeah. And then, okay, game design, I also want to say, is a very broad topic. Are you, are you the person actually designing, are you doing character design? Are you doing landscape design? Are Mm -hmm. you doing script writing? Are you doing the score? Are you doing the actual game mechanics? Are you doing the development? Are you doing the textures? Like game design is such a crazy, are you the project manager actually like pitching the concept and then managing the project? Like. You're, you're, game you're, design you're, you're is overthinking very... this, Simone. You're overthinking this. It's, it's just game a... design. It's game design is game design, game design, Simone. Game design it's is game design. design. We've never you seen know, what platform? design a single thing. She doesn't no. code. She doesn't draw. She doesn't, but she likes like, gaming. 3D model she loves she gaming. She loves playing video games. And she's pretty good at... She's, <laughs> and she starts Simone, a podcast about gaming. Simone, she's pretty good at gaming. Like, let's be fair. She's pretty and good she at gaming. And she wins the DDR competition. Yeah. Like, if that's not qualification enough, like, come on. Come on. I think you're being and a then... bit unfair here, Simone. <laughs> Fuck. And then, okay, so, like, if you're doing, like, design, like, game design, like, character design or whatever, mm-hmm. then you need to submit a portfolio. And this portfolio yes. would have to reflect work that you've done over your high school yes. years, at least. She does not submit a portfolio, from what no, I can see. No, she does not. She does one interview where, <laughs> where, for a degree, for a degree, they're like, pitch us a video game idea. <laughs> Which is stunning. It's just like the vaguest thing, which which actually like, works because it's as vague as the degree itself. Like, what is like, what is video I can game? pitch yeah. you a fucking video game idea. Do I get to study video game design? Yeah, apparently, apparently that is all Christ. it takes. Incredible, incredible. I'm really pissed off actually because I was like, okay, so this is how it's gonna tie in with kissing booths. I was like, okay, it's gonna make sense. Like, she's gonna do a kissing yeah, booth video she's gonna game. Yeah, pitch some sort of kissing booth game. And then it wasn't that at all. It was just some no. other bullshit that I can't even remember because it was so Think unmemorable. About fantasy esports, which is such bullshit. Yeah, like she needs to calm down. Like, fuck this, fuck this. Okay, and then, we have shout on this movie. Like, okay, yes, yes, no. Do 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 the final shitting, and then we need to we do need to actually say something nice. About this. And then they do the six-year time skip, which is the most comical thing ever. Yes. So Leah and Rachel have actually gotten back together. Their love transcended time. Rachel's still Insane. apparently incredibly patient. And they're getting married soon. And so, like, Rachel and Lee and Elle are, like, at the carnival. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, she's cut her hair short because she's a designer now. <laughs> Even though later in the dialogue, he's like, oh, you're developing your own game. So is she a coder? Is she a designer? Yeah. What does she do? She's She does game design. Her, her, her title. Anyway, she got a dream job straight design. out of university. So good for her. Spectacular work. She must have been really good at game design. Like I game design her. 101. She did really well. Game design 202. Yeah, incredibly well. Job. And then she got a dream job. And she's it making was fine. her own game straight out of university. That's yeah. great. That's how it All works. All by herself. That's how, the world That's how works. it works. Yeah. In LA. <sighs> Breathe, and then, breathe. so she's there with her friends, and they run into Noah, because apparently Lee had no idea that his own brother and flesh and blood would be there. To be fair, to be apparently, fair, because they Lee hate each other so had much. no contact no, in the last no. six years. Like, they went off to college, they went off to college, and they were just like, fuck you, I'm never gonna see you again. I hate you with, like, a deep, deep passion. <laughs> I hate you so much. I do not want to hear from you. If mom dies, I want to find out from dad. Do not touch me. Do not contact me. I do not give a fuck. If you have a child, I don't want to know about it. Like, that is how much they hate each other. Six years, they don't know that they're going to be in the same town. And Noah apparently decided to take a stroll to the carnival in his suit. By himself. By himself. It's great. By <laughs> Did he just come from work? No. He's not <laughs> choosing between two very competitive job offers. So he was just wearing his suit. <laughs> he was just hanging out. That's what he does best. That's what he's about. He's just he's just there. He was like, you know what? At the carnival. I can't. You know what I really feel like after my interview with that giant New York firm? I want some candy floss and a hot dog on a stick. These I know are the I'm not going to change into a more comfortable <laughs> before I go. And it was there at the end, the kissing booth. Beautiful. Life, oh, life just... Fuck you. Life is so cyclical and beautiful. It's... And oh. then the worst part is the ending scene. They're riding their motorbikes mm -hmm. down Camps Bay Drive, let's be honest. Yes, yes. Um... And she's like, and this all happened because... <laughs> and you're just like, how fucking dare you? How dare you? That is a lie. It happened because you're toxic. That's why it happened. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's say nice things. Let's try and say nice things. So, tell me something. Give me a golden nugget. What is, what is the golden nugget for any of these films? You've got three to choose from and I just want one from one of them. It's, you know... Uh, the montages were very fun. Yes. Um, the montage where she's practicing to win the DDR competition with Marco, mm -hmm. very fun. The montage where they're trying to have the best summer ever with their beach bucket list. Mm -hmm. Super fun. Again, they're very rich, so they just casually <laughs> did skydiving. Yeah, of course. When you have that money. What else? What else? Um, you know what? Always nice seeing how beautiful Cape Town is. I yes. could spot every single background. I was like, it was spectacular. That's Hot yeah. Bay. That's <laughs> it was great. Camp it was Sea Point. Yeah. It was awesome to see see little parts of home. It was really, really lovely. Yeah. Oh, was agreed. it nice? I actually meant to ask, like, was it yeah. was it for you? It's always fun for me to see these little parts and be like, oh yeah, I've been there. And like have a little bit of a giggle when they park on Smuts on, 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 on Smuts Avenue and it's like, oh, you're gonna get a ticket. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
also um because they're trying to make it american they drive the one the wrong way down one yeah. way is quite often yes like there's a great scene i think in the second movie where they're driving into the parking lot between smuts and fuller yeah um and there are very clear yellow arrows pointing the opposite direction and yeah <laughs> and they're just fucking it it's just like it's great it's great it's really fun. Yeah, like, for me, I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think I really enjoyed, like, the cathartic bits at the end of the third one, like, where Lee paints over the the, the, yeah. the, the childhood home, that kind of thing. I really enjoyed, like, the party scenes because, like, they were, yeah, they were really quite fun. realistic as well. Like, you know, people getting way too drunk and things. And you know what? In a weird way, it was really nice to see, like, the friendships between, like, the external non-first tier characters, you know, which was, which was really lovely to see. And like, it was, it was cool to have that sort of relationship. It wasn't just, yeah, the movie was predominantly about these three horrible, horrible people, but you also had like a lot of backstory between like the gay characters who like finally fell in love, you know, the jock guy who's actually really sensitive, you know, all these lovely little side details that you, that you would have missed. And it's just, yeah, it was really special. Like those little bits. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I think yeah. the side characters actually really brought it together. Molly Ringwald was a shining right, uh, uh, a shining light of reasonableness. Yes, absolutely. She just completely like just blew up Elle's world in the best possible way. But Elle, what do you want to study? What do you, what do you want to study? Don't do it for the boys. And Elle's like, what? I have a choice. I have free roam. What? What is this crazy? My pearls. Um. So, would you recommend any of these movies? You know, I think because we were watching them in a reviewing capacity, Mm -hmm. uh, it's very easy for us to shit on. But Uh if you want to take your brain out for a day, if you just Mm want to watch some silly teen drama and remember that time, or maybe you still are a teen, remember (laughs) that time where you didn't know how to articulate what you were feeling, where everything was very overwhelming, where mm-hmm. truly, if a man with abs like that even spoke to you, you uh, wouldn't know what to do. No. I think these are those movies. Definitely. I actually would probably recommend to all the boys I loved before. I find them a little bit more charming and wholesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think these are entertaining in their own way. It's not highbrow. It's definitely not something you should take as relationship advice. No. But they're fun. They're cute. Yeah. The lighting in the third one is a nightmare. Um, yes. So I wouldn't recommend watching that. Like, I don't know about you. I was watching on my laptop and I kept checking if the screen, like if my <laughs> laptop came unplugged or something. Yeah. Because yeah, literally in really the same dim. scene between cuts, it would suddenly go from very dark to very light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the editing was just very poor in the third one, so yeah. would not recommend that. I would, I would agree. Like, I, I would definitely recommend the first two at least. Uh, you know, you mm. could, you know, if you don't have time for the third one, just give it a skip. That's absolutely That's fine. Right. But like, the first two are, 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 you know, they're they're horrible, horrible films. Like, these are horrible yeah. people. But you know what? It is entertaining. You know, in the same way as like, yeah. you don't watch NASCAR for the speed in the race. You watch NASCAR <laughs> for the, the for the car crashes. Like, let's the drama. be honest. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing. You watch these movies for that reason. And I will say that I think the ending of the third one was redeeming in a lot of ways. Like, I think if her and Noah had stayed together, if her if she had yes. never confronted Lee for being such a fucking baby, um, yes. then it would have been a lot harder to watch. But, yes. you know, I like the fact that her and Noah don't stay together. I like the fact that Lee's girlfriend breaks up with him. I like the fact that she's like, Lee, you're being a fucking child. Um, yes. I think, if anything, he could have used more of that in the last couple of movies and maybe more after the last couple of movies. Um... But I like that that happened. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think Noah should have ended up with Chloe. Ooh. She was yes. so good for him. I agree. She was so yeah. good for him. She was much less insecure as well. Yes. Because, like, Noah actually wasn't that insecure. Like, uh, I guess he was pretty he jealous was, with Marco and he was very he was, aggressive, but he still, like, which I don't love. He still calmed down a lot. Like, he still calmed yeah. down a shit ton by the third lot. one. And, like, yeah. a lot of, like, the second movie, he was just like, oh, I'm not fucking cheating on you. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, okay. But what if you are? <laughs> Um, and there's yeah. Chloe like just giving really reasonable advice the whole time and just being mm. like incredible I think he and Chloe yeah. actually would have done really well together I think they were actual friends and they actually yeah. liked each other yeah absolutely but they should like that would have been a good ending if like you know they all end up somehow at the carnival and Chloe is just like yeah you know we're like Chloe's there as well and, and, and Noah's just like yeah we're together she's pregnant yeah, we're married we were best you know, friends because... for a long time and now we're really we're together and it's a really yeah. solid not toxic relationship where she questions me all the time and yeah. cries and goes, constantly. And goes through my phone. She has not once ever gone through my phone because, you know, we're adults and mature and this isn't ridiculous. Well, yeah. on that note, thank you so much, Simone. <laughs> I, I have thoroughly enjoyed this week. It's been... I mean, we had to do this eventually. We did. And honestly, like, my cheeks hurt from smiling over the ridiculousness <laughs> yeah. of movies, so I couldn't be happier. I'm glad really that we didn't. could at least vent about it together. Yes. That was the shining light at the end of the tunnel for me, as I was watching exactly. these movies, and I was like, I cannot wait to bother oh, yeah. chat about this. <laughs> Definitely. We would text each other the whole time and just be like, wow, this is all these awful. These people The worst suck. people in the world. Yeah. So, Simone... After the darkness comes the lights. So tell me, what are you grateful for this week? What is your gratitude? What am I grateful for this week? You know what? You know what we did this weekend? Uh Um, Besides, Uh like, uh, I just had a very busy couple weeks with a lot of, like, relatives visiting and things happening. Mm -hmm. So I was very specifically, like, Rudy, we're we're taking this weekend. We're not making plans, like, explicitly. Um, Yeah. But what we did do is we bought some really nice sourdough some good cheese Ooh. and a bunch of sandwich ingredients and we made like really luxurious sandwiches that's awesome it was so good so that's i think my fantastic. gratitude is maybe just like a really good sandwich that you oh, put yeah. thought into yes you yes know? the bread is lovely and different the the the, mm-hmm. the garnish is awesome the sauces mm-hmm. everything that you do to it good perfect. mustard yes. good cheese i even yes. got a vegetarian ham Ooh, nice was yeah. it good it was good, yeah. I mean, That's awesome. yeah, it was fine. I've actually, I've <laughs> the thing is, I've I've been so conditioned to sandwiches without ham that I actually don't know what to do when ham is included. Now I was like, oh, like, this is a whole what new is this mystery profile. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I'm just grateful for a great sandwich. Nice, nice. I mean, you can't go wrong with a hearty sandwich. <laughs> like it just does change your life. So I completely no. agree with you. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Oh, it's it's it seems like it's the slovenly weekend for both of us, Simone, because I, I also, you know, after like the last two weeks of moving and still having to work and do all this kind of crap, like it was actually like the first weekend that I've actually been able to chill. My couch arrived this week, so I actually yes. had a lovely couch. So my girlfriend and I, we just literally camped out on the couch all weekend watching movies, playing PlayStation, and I'm just so grateful for a rest. It was so nice to just breathe after a really, yeah, really stressful period absolutely. in my life. And I'm just very, very happy to have that time off and just decompress, you know, and just, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a much more zen space and I feel very good about it. I'm very happy. Yay, I'm so glad. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, Simone, that gladness that you feel, get rid of the... Oh, God. It's, uh, it's about to be knocked out the park. 
So oh, I really this is revenge. I really loved your idea of a trilogy, Simone. And um, there was a trilogy that recently came out that that one could say was a little bit boss. One could say, baby, you know, I never call you that, but one could say, baby, that that it's quite boss. Oh, and that reminds me of the name of it. Simone, next week, we're going to be doing the Boss Baby Trilogy. I didn't even know there was a third one. (laughs) It's, It's literally, like, just come out. Like, it's came out in, like, the last month. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I'm I'm sorry to do it to you, Simone, but you know, it, you? it was gonna happen. It was Are gonna you? happen. I'm I mean I'm not I'm not like overly upset about it, but I'm I'm, I'm like I feel for you. I do see your face and I am sorry about it a little bit. So That's you've fine. got That's cool. the you've got the boss baby from twenty seventeen, then the boss baby back in business, and then finally <laughs> the boss baby family business, which just came out. <laughs> It's gonna be okay. Yeah, it's called. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you. Simone doesn't appreciate me anymore. She's done with my bullshit. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. We do hope you enjoyed oh this God. episode. Tell us what you think of the Boss Baby trilogy. Think of, tell us what uh, <laughs> what you guys thought of uh, the Kissing Booth trilogy. What sort of trilogies are you watching now that Halloween is done? Uh, and tell us all of these things. And where can they do that, Simone? <laughs> <laughs> People who don't watch YouTube, I'm like literally wiping tears from my She is literally wiping tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Photos Podcast. On Twitter at Fresh Photos MP. <laughs> they can email us at Fresh Podcast at gmail.com. Send help! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sabrina needs to leave now. She she needs to get out of here. She, it's uh, it's uh, it's not a good it's not a good place for her anymore. <laughs> And as we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? There's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. We've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. All right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favourite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. But maybe you might be able to give me a counter-off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Hi. 
I'm Sebastian Azaro, and I'm inviting you to the Hidden Pixels podcast, a show exploring those gaming stories you might have missed on your first playthrough, whether it's a side character's dark past or a small piece of information that changes the entire fictional universe, I'd like to share with story lovers and gamers alike. From Nintendo to Bethesda to your favorite indie games, we're looking at all different types of series to find these hidden stories. So join us every two weeks on the Hidden Pixels podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcatcher. I can't wait to share these stories with you. Thanks. Thanks.